Welcome. To the Every Movie Ever podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. And uh, Ben, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm in the blender, if I'm yeah. honest with you, buddy. <laughs> having, uh, it's a fucking mm. weird one at the minute, mate. Anxiety's through the roof. I'm, um, I'm doing what I can. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you think you, that's what we're all doing? You're doggy, we're doing the best that we can. Doggy paddling in the Pacific. You're like, well, yeah, it's not it. drowning, so. Exactly. <laughs> I can still fucking breathe. Yeah, yeah. I can still eat. Yeah. i got a roof on my head. I'm doing good. And how are you? Uh, yeah, good. Tired. Um, I just tired. You know when you're tired and someone asks you how you're doing, and you're like, I, I. There are other answers, but the one that yeah. comes to mind right now is tired. Um, yeah, because it takes too much effort to go into it. So it's just yeah. fuck you. I'm sleepy. All right, that's it. I'm just tired. Leave me alone. I think that's a universal answer, though, isn't it? Whenever yeah. someone, how are you doing? Oh, I'm tired. All right, I'll just leave you alone then. Good <laughs> shit. All right, good stuff. Let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> the one thing I can't stand, and I, I I don't get it as much anymore, but it was definitely a freelance mm. music industry thing. I'm sure it's a freelance thing generally. Is the fucking mm. uh, like busy competition? Oh mate, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. Mate, you working much? Oh mate, I'm 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 rushed off my feet. I've got so much going on at the moment. Honestly, man, yeah, man. I've never been this busy. And then goes home and plays fucking four hours of cod. Like, yeah, I was going to say, you sound busy, mate, but you don't sound as busy as me, though. I've got three projects lined up, yeah. and I've got four hours of COD to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. uh, I just it's... can't cope. I can't cope. I'm rushed off Honestly, my feet. mate, how do people find the time? And every time you see them, it's the same answer. They get busier every time. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Funny yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Um, Fucking hell. Well, now that we've put the worlds to rights, ah. first things first. Happy Chinese New Year's Eve. Happy Chinese New... Well, it's have when this comes out. Happy Chinese New Year. Depends where in the world ha- you are. So China, Happy New Year, and Happy New Year in the West, and everyone else, Happy New yeah. Chinese Year. We know we've got two listeners in China, so to both of you, thank you. Um, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, and uh, what are we covering today? Today we are carrying on with our Jeff Boehner series, Boehner. where I am going to sell you. I'm trying to sell you on my yeah my expertise, my area of film. Yeah, which you would say is. Movies, not cinema. Right. Movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like. We're we're defining cinema as like highbrow, mm-hmm. thinky, deep. Yeah. Yeah. Thinky, wordy, wanky, well that, put together, I mean? made by professionals. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Some of those things. Maybe some more of those things. <laughs> we'll find out at the end of this whole fucking series. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to sell you on more sort of an Americanized comedy. Uh, yeah, like a lighter take. The same. I want the same takeaway, mm-hmm. but with a lighter movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're zero fat yogurt, and I'm I'm tiramisu. 
You're like fucking pork scratchings before the oven. It's just the fact. You say that. I have just a bag of pork it. scratchings in front of me that I'm struggling so hard to not eat. I keep looking Do at them and going, re- I reach for one and I'm like, I can't. I'm on mic. And they are so loud. If you crunch down the mic, I'm going to be fuming. You ready for <laughs> Don't this? you fucking dare. Don't. No, 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 no. Come on. Get it out of your mouth. I fucking hate you. Mm. Okay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take me like 50 minutes to finish this. So finish the episode by yourself and I'll, I'll be crunching. Sick. It's literally just deep fried pig skin, you fucking animal. Oh, what are you, vegan? No, it, vegan or not vegan, it's fucking <laughs> deep fried pig skin. It's fucking rancid. I remember buying a bag of that once in the pub when I was like 18 and it had a hair on it and I was yeah. like, nope. Mate, the hair's the hair's the good bit. That's the juicy bit. What do you mean the hair's the good bit? What Does it come in like two flavours, like shaved and <laughs> like 70s bush? What are we doing? That's how you know it's got suffering in it. You know, you're like, mm, oh. something. Oh, that's the character. Yeah. That's like the, the character building aspect of it. Exactly. And I'm like, I wonder what its name was. That's nom, disgusting. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this was his moustache. <laughs> Just being fed by a parent. So anyway, we're doing, the, we're carrying on with the Jeff Boehner thing. We're mm. going to be doing the feel good, kind of feel good, kind of fucked up movie, Joshy. Joshy, which I'd never heard of. It features a load yeah. of actors that I have heard of but have seen in nothing. I'm aware they are in things. So, like, yeah. Mick Kroll, he's in Big Mouth. I thoroughly enjoy Big Nick Mouth. Mick Kroll's in tons of stuff. Uh, yeah. But that's all I know Nick Kroll from. Uh, he's an incredible comedian. Aubrey Plaza, I've I've known in things. Yeah. Um, Adam Pally, you've got to have seen about. No, I haven't seen him about. Oh, no, you don't watch the fucking, like, his, talk, his type of movies. No, all, and Thomas Middleditch, I've seen in things. Uh, but not really yeah. much. Oh, is he in the MonsterVerse? Forgettably, yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. Part of Monarch. Yeah. Monarch. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's in the courtroom here. Watch this video of uh, the Mutos mating. I think this is the one with the blurred out genitals. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's kind of what I know. Yeah, him from. See, funny guy. Um, Brett yeah. Gelman, I know obviously from Stranger Things, Stranger uh, Things, but more memorably from the Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg comedy. The other guys, come back and fuck my wife. Oh, shit. Yeah, he is in that. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I love about Brett Gelman, though? He's like, he can do those movies mm-hmm. and kill it, right? Yeah, yeah. But then he can also do, like, the serious roles mm-hmm. and kill it. I think he's one of the... I think he's one of the... Uh, we'll get into my thoughts on Brett Gelman. Yeah, um, but he's like... He's similar to John C. Riley in my eyes. John C. Riley yeah. can do yeah, yeah. stupid roles. Yep. And fucking nail it. Step Brothers kills it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking yeah. kills me every time uh, I watch that movie. So many room for activities. <laughs> <laughs> the small wolf is called Galco. <laughs> Amazing. Mom, it's so um, bad. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's in, he's in real time. Have you seen, is it Cyrus with Jonah Hill? I haven't, but I saw him in um, the Laurel and Hardy movie with Steve Coogan. Okay. Very good film. I, I haven't seen that. Oh, mate. Good. But the point stands, though. He can fucking nail it no matter what he comes Yeah, to. and Brett Gelman's the same guy. Like, I would watch exactly. a dramatic film with Brett. I'd probably watch a, him in a drama role before I'd watch him in a comedy role. 100%. Uh, maybe not 100% for me, but yeah. I'm sure he'd nail it either way. It's got tons of great people in it. Um, What's it about? For the listener who's not... Well, bearing in mind, Ben, last time I said <laughs> Life the- After Beth was a universally yeah. forgotten... 2014 yeah, yeah. American zombie horror comedy. This yeah. did less well at the cinema than Life After Beth. Um, it did. So what's this about? Because no one's seen it. Well, it's got okay. four things on the IMDb trivia. 
We never read we never read IMDb, IMDb trivia on this podcast anyway because it's a website you can go to yourself. Um, yeah, you go do it. You go do it. We're not doing that <laughs> shit for you. Yeah. I'm not paid to read. You are. I'm, I'm not paid. More importantly, we're not selling other people's work as our own. But oh, yeah, there are three things. Uh, we could read that out and have 40 seconds of content if we were IMDb thieves. There, right. This is a forgotten yeah. film. What's it about? I don't think it's a forgotten film. I think it's an undiscovered film, is how I'd like to phrase it. Okay. I feel like a lot of people are yet to discover it. And when they do, it's a nice little surprise. Essentially, uh, four months after the suicide of his fiance. Uh, played by Alison Brie. Yeah. Uh, like he man. goes to the gym and she's come back and hung herself on the front door. It's his birthday, by the way. His birthday, he goes to the gym, mm. comes back from the gym, and she has asphyxiated herself with his belt mm. at their front door. Mm. It is the most fucked up beginning to a comedy <laughs> that I can think of. Yeah. It's insane. So Thomas Middleditch plays Jossie. Jossie... Uh, then four months later gets his buddies together they were supposed to be having a bachelor party in like a in like a cabin in Ojai in california they can't get the deposit back so they decide to go anyway and they turn it into a little bit of a boys weekend yeah i think the guys that show up they can sense that joshy obviously it's a big deal for mm. joshy like shit this should have been your like last weekend of freedom yeah but they don't want to rub his nose in it and like yeah, you know bring it up yeah, of course not. So they just go to support their friends. So yeah. everyone shows up. They have like a weekend full of drink, drugs, uh, parties, trying to just distract themselves yeah. from the shit that's going on. Yeah. But inadvertently, everyone is so ill-equipped to deal with that <laughs> and to try and fucking to do that for someone yeah. that it turns into this sort of really nice kind of fucked up situation where mm. four friends and Greg... Yeah, all end up dealing with their own shit in a very sort of nice, loving, wholesome way with a great support network because everyone's going through something. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think it's a it's a it's a, it's a nice film mm. on a horrible pretense. <laughs> Bainer's last movie, Life After Beth, mm. was it, it was a you look at grief and it was sort of a thought experiment of mm. what would happen if you had the few moments with the the loved one that you'd lost but it was played out through a zombie apocalypse it, it was, was like very, a fun what if movie yeah the grief in that was very much like a used as like a pivot to flip to launch the film off right it was mm-hmm. it was the grief was the central thing and then he balanced his characters on the seesaw and watched them wobble this yeah. is a much different film to that it's it's a very different film, but it's a similar case study. Very similar in, case study. I would like to know what Greece, uh, Greece, in Greece, Grief. <laughs> in Greece. <laughs> yeah, the one that I want, the one that I've all uh, uh, but she's dead. <laughs> definitely shouldn't be singing that one. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, yeah, that's 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 a fair synopsis of the film. Yeah, give me your. What did you think of this? I, before we get into mm. your synopsis of the film or anything like this. I don't need to know why just yet. Yeah. And I don't want to know any sort of like giveaways for ratings or anything like this. But Life After Beth. Yes. You were okay with. Yeah, it was, it was like, fine. It was, it was fine. easy stepping off point. Yeah. Joshy, am I closer to the mark? Am I warmer or am I colder? Right. So I said Life After Beth was a corner shop sandwich. If you're hungry for a, for a horror comedy... It'll, it'll fill, fill you up. Hole. It'll fill a hole, and halfway through, you'll be like, "Do I really enjoy this?" Or mm, hmm. I'm kind of halfway through. Yeah. I may as well finish it. Comically wrong, but 
How do I describe Joshi as a food? This film is fantastic. It's a fantastic film. Okay. It feels like it is an unsellable film about nothing that appeals okay. to such a specific niche of people. Okay. That are already quite well served by media. Yeah. So it's a story essentially about vulnerable or vulnerability within the context of male friendships. Yes. Featuring an almost exclusively white male cast who are not short of stories told about them. Okay. Right? So where this isn't some brave new look into some brave new subculture that no one has any idea about, but it's a part of the dominant subculture, the dominant mm. culture, that very rarely gets its... It's the emotional equivalent of a fully erect penis on screen. You never see that. You see tits, you see foof, mm-hmm. you see bum, you see legs. The one thing they never show you in a, in a movie sex scene is the man with a lob on. And the one thing they never show That's you... That's kind of true, you know. <laughs> right? I can't name one. No. Oh, what's the one where um, Green Goblin needed a dick double because he was too big? Oh, um, Willem Dafoe, The Lighthouse... No, no, not in the lighthouse, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get a stunt penis because his penis was as big as the fucking lighthouse. Well, that's what it's named after. I've not um, seen the lighthouse. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called the Antichrist or something like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Antichrist. Lars von Trier, it's the one he did before Nymphomaniac. Yes, um, sure. Antichrist, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's an example. But so, so I think that's Joshy's like... Nine songs. Nine songs, yeah. That's another one where I send an erect dick. Very rarely. I can't think Very of many other. described as a film, though. Nine songs. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a film. It is literally just porn yeah. sold as avant-garde. <laughs> I bought that from W.H. Smith at the same time that I bought Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The poor woman behind that till sees me buying... Nine songs. The fucking, like... Nine songs, uh, the most sexually explicit film. Uh-huh. Loose air quotes. Yeah, yeah. In existence, along with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Toby Hooper's classic fucking... Exploitation horror movie of movie, horror yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Nine Songs is the coolest elbow ever threatened to be. Maybe. If you can if you consider Nine Songs is nine sex scenes. Yeah. Cut in with nine gigs. Yeah, it's just it's what the fuck are elbow doing in there? <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, do you think the director was like, just name it after body parts? We'll do the throbbing cocks yeah. elbow. <laughs> <laughs> the strokes just sex related bands <laughs> where does the fucking what's the name of that band the, uh, is it the black rebel motorcycle yeah club? great band that got critically ignored are they yeah all right are they joshy <laughs> joshy sorry let's get back on point is the emotional erection of comedy in that vulnerability in male friendships is never shown this is essentially a shockingly accurate version of the hangover in which friends go to have a bender. And rather than there be Mike Tyson and a lion and all this sort of stuff... It was a tiger, but it's fine. They still get up to mental shit, but it's it's normal mental shit that you get up to. It's real mental shit. It's mental shit that me and you have both done. Exactly. In real life. Portrayed very accurately. And amongst all that, there is this rich vein of male vulnerability. Now... The cast is almost exclusively American comedy alumni from SNL, yes. Parks and Recreation, and comedies that are not perhaps used to being debuted at the Sundance Film Festival. I'd agree. The content is very on the nose for Sundance Film Festival. Mm-hmm. It's a 
exploration of vulnerability in which nothing really happens. It keeps threatening to this big plot twist of like, oh, there's a guy in the garden or oh, somebody's died. And no, 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 no. Um, it sort of keeps realistic and keeps pedestrian. Which are... It starts out with a twist. Yeah. It's already happened. Yeah, yeah. The big event happens immediately. Yep. And the rest is just this film deals with the fallout, the aftermath. Well, of there that. might be a twist, but I'll come back to that. So if this is another fucking Godzilla thing, I swear to God, it's, Rob, no, no, no. I will I will drive down and I will slap you on the chin. <laughs> and then drive back and up. And I'll drive back up. We'll yeah, I will not be sticking around. I'll just yeah. edit out the 10-hour <laughs> drive in between. Yeah, edit out uh, the four hours of me travelling <laughs> to give you a little pat on the, t- on the chin. No, this <laughs> then, is MonsterVerse. But the Venn diagram that we've got of SNL US comedy actors doing... Sure. That's one circle. Yeah. The other circle is navel-gazy... Uh, analysis of human vulnerability and the third circle is yeah. straight white men sure there's not much crossover between those three and so okay. that's why i say it's a fantastic film but how the fuck did this get funded because who is who is the target market for this i think comedy fans are going to be bored drama fans are going to be are not going to turn up because they think it's going to be just a standard life after beth style haha <laughs> it's like the hangover but it's not. It's it's a, a punishingly accurate p- portrayal that's, of... That's who it appeals to. It appeals to what you've just <laughs> described right then, is when you've watched this, yeah. you're the target audience. Yeah. Because you went into this because I told you yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And you came away from it going, okay. holy shit, this is nothing Great. what I thought it was going to be. 100%. And I love that. And that's, yeah. this is why I love that film. And I love films that feel like they were made for no one but me. And my friends, mm-hmm. Clerks, the first Clerks had that vibe of like, oh 100%. my God, this isn't designed for anyone but me. This is never going to make mm-hmm. a cent. But that's the thing. It was never going to make a cent. So how the fuck did they get this funded? <laughs> it's not the point, though. I think yeah. it wasn't. It was never designed to be sort of like a big fucking blockbuster mm. take. If it had, if it had hit, like if it had knocked it out of the park and mm. fucking gone gangbuster, 100%, it would have been yeah. amazing. But I don't think it was intended to do that. It was sort mm. of like... It's a it's a deep, deep character study into yeah. very real emotions mm-hmm. with people who are known for their comedy mm-hmm. and their big scale, mm-hmm. sort of over the top, yeah, comedic presences being real people, yeah. But, in it's, a vulnerable but it's, it's also violently and subtle. dealing with that shit. It's also violently subtle. So so yeah. The, there's a sort of nerdier character, uh, Adam, played by Alex Ross Perry. And in the start of the film, he sort of says to the group, they go to sp- to spark up a joint in the bedroom. He's like, can you can you not do that? Because I, I want to be able to come to bed and have it be bed and not have it smell of weed and people talking in here. And they're like, of course, man. Mm. Of course we can. Yeah. And it cuts to a shot and the, you know, they're having a chat in the hot tub. And then literally the scene after that is everyone smoking in the bedroom and him sat on yeah. the sofa with a scowl on yeah, his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, the number of times that has happened where people, where, you, where I've been like, oh, of course I'm not going to smoke in the house, and then like, yeah, six hours later, you can barely see your hand in front of your face, and the person yeah, who asked you not to is sat there. Like, they allowed it to happen, but they they're really pissed off because they did specifically ask, and you were really nice saying, of course I won't, I never would. Yeah, of course I won't. I've done the polite thing. Now I'm going to do exactly what I want to do <laughs> and just fucking smoke in here anyway. But anyway, back to my question. Before we get into it too deep, am I warmer or colder than Life After Beth? This might be the my favourite film you've ever recommended to me. 
Ooh. This, that's you- upsetting because I have so much planned for the rest <laughs> of the series, I might not top this. Uh, well, we'll see. Because you recommended Palm Springs, and Palm Springs was kind of fun. You know, and Life After Palm Best Springs was, kind of was my fun. attempt at like a sci fi comedy, yeah, yeah. and I wanted to find an Andy Sandberg movie that you could tolerate. And I feel like I got that with yeah, Palm Springs. I tolerated okay. it. Yeah, it was, uh, Good. it was, it was, yeah. I've, I've had good and now also that we've announced it on the podcast we can't do the whole mm. faking it and then that's one of my you know my yeah, one yeah. shots and being sort of like hey Rob I'm going to show you Palm Springs for the first yeah, time yeah, because now we're all being held accountable so now I've got to go do more research <laughs> which is great so uh, I guess thanks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good um, <laughs> there's there's showbiz there's some moments in this that are mm-hmm. massively affecting there's bits that give me massive fucking flashbacks Aubrey Plaza appears briefly as a cameo in this as a character called jen who Mm -hmm. they meet at the bar she gets great character she gets way too drunk comes back to the apartment immediately falls asleep and then wakes up not knowing where she is incredibly defensive oh it's because uh adam who is like super sweet and nerdy super sweet super nerdy but he's very concerned about the security deposit and not (laughs) scuffing the sofa with her shoes so he does this thing where he tries to take her shoes off mm-hmm. while she's asleep because he's like, well, she's asleep. She's not going to mind me taking her shoes she's off but, so she's comfortable. But the Yeah, but the property manager will mind if there are mm. scuff marks all over the sofa and yeah. I want my security deposit. So he takes off one shoe. She wakes up Goes- and starts punching him and being sort of like, you're a fucking creeper. Is this what you do? You get people drunk and bring them back to your house just so you can take their shoes off in their sleep, you fucking nerd. But tell it me, is the funniest thing. Tell me it hasn't happened to you. Where you've been at a party and someone's woken up and they're like, what is going on? And they've got the complete wrong end of the stick, but you cannot explain it to them because they are shit-faced and Rob, no longer feel they are safe. <laughs> I have done that at your house. I've been that person. <laughs> yeah. I, there was That's a time was when you, you had a, I fucking hate you for bringing this up, by the way, but thank you. I remember specifically falling asleep on your sofa uh-huh. when everyone was watching Sharktopus, <laughs> right? Because everyone thought that that would be a great fucking movie to to, to uh. jot on when everyone's a few lines deep and been drinking <laughs> since 2 p.m. So <laughs> Sharktopus is on. I pass out for a bit mm-hmm. and I wake up to the loudest music. A room, uh, The room has filled with maybe six times the amount of people <laughs> and someone has put 1950s farm machinery footage. Yeah, that was me. I had... Just on the TV, on loop. <laughs> and I could not for the life of me figure out A, where I was, <laughs> B, who the fuck was sitting on the sofa talking to me because I felt like we were mid-conversation when I woke up <laughs> and I didn't know how to end that situation, so that was good. And so I've been that person. I know exactly what she was going yeah. through. Wake, waking up and being sort of like, get the fuck away from yeah. me. I'm going to punch you. In, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Yeah. So you had those. Because that's what I was like to you at that party. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know why I used to enjoy putting farm machinery 50s things on. There's one about DDT that was fucking really well shot. I just used to put it on all the time on the loop. Because uh, yeah. it's cinema. It's because I was doing huge amounts of cocaine and alcohol at the time. <laughs> no, ben, that's why. Because it's really funny for people not on drugs to get freaked yeah, out exactly, by that stuff. Exactly. It you know was an I mean? inside joke with myself where I'd put that on yeah. and have people would go, You'd it- be really happy, but the 35 people <laughs> who were also in attendance yeah. would be like, I don't like this. But you'd always would no, like no, no, Because you'd always find one person who'd want to be in on it and they'd be like, Oh, yeah, this is great. And you'd be like, Mm hmm, isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, Aubrey Plaza playing Jen. Super relatable, super good flashbacks. Super relatable. Um, mm. But then you've also got the depth of all of the characters in this film are... I know you've got a thing about the characters. 
But mm-hmm. my thing was that they are all initially quite shallow male archetypes. 100%. Eric is the childish, sensational, like, oh, let's do all the drugs. Let's just not think about our problems. Class clown. Let's Class just get clown. fucked up, bro. Adam's the big creepy nerd. Ari's the big romantic lover man. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron's the stereotypical dad. Greg's the alpha. Mm-hmm. And what's fantastic is you sort of see those archetypes at the start. And then the rest yeah. of the film is them not being that archetype and having more complexity oh, gets, to them than that. It gets that. undone immediately. Yeah. yeah. And the, I think the unifying factor that is, is that on some degree, everyone can, not can relate to, but everyone can understand Joshy's situation yeah. and the fucking, the sheer turmoil that he must mm. be going through. And rather than their own ego mm-hmm. being more important than that, they are such fucking... They are such a good support network yeah. that they cast their own shit to the side. Maybe not their own shit. They cast their own ego to the side mm. just to be there for their buddy. Yeah. And they... It's one of the most beautiful things. They have those stereotypes that they are almost sort of in the habit of... of uh, They're almost in the habit of playing those stereotypes, but there is more to all Definitely. of them. It's just that they sort of fall back on that when they can because it's their default behavior, but they have all got more complexity to them. It's their comfort zone. It's their co- exactly that. It's their comfort zone. And gr- and Joshy's now in a space it's where... It's a mask like, you wear in public. What is his comfort zone now? There isn't a comfort zone for Joshy. Joshy doesn't yeah. have that anymore. That was that was taken away from him yeah. without, his, without his consent. Yeah. And now everyone is like, I need to be here for this guy. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. It's that, it's that thing of... With this mask on. You and I do it all the time. The dick compass. When somebody's life is... The in what? The dick compass... <laughs> The dick compass? You and I do the dick compass all the time. Okay. If something bad happens to you, yeah. I will not stop being a dick. Because oh, things in your life have changed. Yeah. You don't know which way is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can be the same old dick that oh. I always am, you know which way north is. Oh, shit. We do do that. I'm a dick to you all the time <laughs> when you're in like, your yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's that thing of like, okay, the world isn't going to pick you up. And give you a little blanket. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta find a means of taking the next step. What direction is that next step? Well, that dick's pointing that way. Yeah, and to f- the lighthouse, which is also <laughs> loosely based on Willem Green Defoe's. Goblin's dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Spider Man! Stop calling him Willem Dafoe. That's his character name. His real name, is his actor name, Norman Osborn. Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. Green- oh, sorry. Green- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other bits in this film that just had me. Like unre, I had to pause it. I laughed so hard. Okay, there's a bit where there's a bit where they do mushrooms, and Greg, the sort of alpha male, um, yeah, character who's uh, we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, played so fantastically by Brett Gelman. Yeah, he sat there with with Ari, played by Adam Pally, and he's really trying to get to the bottom of like what happened. And Joshy and and Eric, they're just <laughs> off. They're just off shooting things, right? And they're shooting bit- oranges, <laughs> taking pictures of each other. <laughs> When Joshy shouts pull, the orange goes up in the air. He brings a gun up, and there is a solid like eight second delay before he pulls the trigger. (laughs) It's fucking amazing. It's incredible. Uh, And then, but it's shit like that because like when they there's a that exact scene that you're Mm. on about the moment when Eric is like, "Hey, can I take your picture?" (laughs) And Joshy goes, "Yeah," (laughs) and then just stands 
perfectly still, and then they both just giggle for no reason. Because it's one of the most normal things to happen, right? But when you're on mushrooms, the most normal shit is the weirdest shit yeah. that can ever exist. Oh, 100%. And the weirdest shit is like the, the normal now. Mm. Yeah. And they captured that yeah. so fucking well. Man, mm. Jeff wrote that so well and captured it so well. It, it literally... Yeah. Felt like a flashback. <laughs> well, it's an interesting. So when we covered the when we covered the Christmas tapes and uh, Rob Livings and Randy Nundle, the directors, were talking about how much they let the cast improvise. And I know this film mm. was was largely improvised as well. You know, yeah, you have the story beats of what has to happen in this scene. You're like, okay, you've got three 100%. minutes. We have to start here and end here. Mm-hmm. But I think where this film triumphs is without this cast. And mm-hmm. being as good at improvising as they are, this yeah. would be a fucking heartbreaker of a movie. But yeah, the levity 100%. they bring into it, the bit where they find a, a, a guy hiding in the bush watching them at the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> and he points the air rifle at him. He goes, don't worry, man. It's just nature. And then runs away. Yeah. And they shoot him again. He goes, ow! <laughs> and it's the way. It's the way he says "ow." Because it, <laughs> it wasn't like a proper "I've been shot" pain. It was a that yeah. hurts enough to be really annoying. Why would you do it yeah. again? Ow! It's like being shot with a Nerf gun <laughs> yeah. from an, like an unusually close range, yeah. and you're just sort of like "fuck that stings," yeah. but immediately it's gone. Yeah. The way that Nick Kroll confronts that guy in the bush <laughs> is it's in my top ten moments of cinema ever. <laughs> Having him and Joshy storm out mm-hmm. of the cabin with a BB gun <laughs> on a come down from mushrooms, yeah. right? They storm out of the cabin with a BB gun and they stand in front of the bush. <laughs> Nick Kroll going, hey, are you a guy? I have never <laughs> cried so much with laughter. I was fucking in bits yeah. the first time I watched that film. Are you a guy? I, was, I used that all the time, all the time. It was amazing. Speaking of in bits, um, the final, sure. the, the the bit that I wasn't expecting was, it's a light-hearted film. And there's this sense, because, you know, the hangover and things like this all sort of kick off, you know. There's this bit where, you know, there's a guy in a bush. I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Mm. Or, you know, Joshy goes missing. Oh, oh, my God, what the fuck? So, yeah. about sort of four-fifths of the way through the film, it becomes apparent that isn't going to happen. And it's just more of a a sort of character study of these people going through this thing. Yeah. And then uh, there's a sex worker that arrives who's the most wholesome sex <laughs> worker ever put to, to film. She's Great so caring and like on top of her shit, on top of her game. Yeah. Just as uh, the dead ex-fiance's parents turn up to accuse Joshy of having murdered her. Oh my God. Big fight breaks out. It's so fucking rough. They then leave and he then gives a speech which... Having not seen Thomas Middleditch in anything other than, you know, fucking... Silicon Valley. I haven't even seen Silicon Valley. Like, I've literally only seen him in Monsterverse. Having only seen Thomas Middleditch in in a few things here and there, I was not expecting the depth of emotion and grief and pain and hurt that he delivers in that that final act monologue. It is a... Not only is it astounding acting... But it comes so far out of left field that it just grabs you. It fucks you right up. Yeah. The thing about it that really gets me, though, is like I'm quite an awkward person. 
and he nails the the needing to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. the needing to, exp- to the needing to talk about what just happened to him, but not quite being able to. Mm. Yeah, the, the lack of eloquence kind of, that comes. Exactly, with it's the, the awkward demeanor. It's mm. it's the hand gestures that get me, man. The hand gestures mm. that he has this shit, and he's he's like wiping his face, and it's just it's so mm. it's so fucking real. Nick Kroll mm. in that scene is a c- because his reaction <laughs> from being class clown that entire film I love that guy by the way that wasn't a sincere thing yeah, he, yeah, he was yeah. like a cunt in a way that makes me cry his <laughs> his demeanor immediately goes to I understand mm. I'm here for you and he just does it all with like just like one fucking tear down his face and it breaks me every time yeah. I see it man yeah I watched this film like three times in the ropes of this and every single time that speech Nick Kroll crying mm-hmm. and fucking Greg's just understanding face. Dude, mm. it, it's too much. For that film, it's <laughs> way too much, man. Yeah. But you can't do, you can't do, oh yeah, we're all into paintings. Yeah, this mm. painting's got a lot of necks. Yeah, it's like dogs playing poker, but with people. <laughs> That's, you can't go from saying that to then being like an emotionally available, uh, fucking incredible uh, like safety net of a character the, yeah. the juxtaposition there is too much for my heart to bear it's 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 the same sort of whiplash that you get in um mcdonough films with... whiplash is a great way to fucking yeah yeah sum it up you do get whiplash because yeah. it's it's just um, zero to a million but i think i think that's i'm beginning to appreciate the the drama d uh mm-hmm. genre like in Bruges, uh banshees yeah and this, and I know to some people that's a fucking heretical thing to put this in the same category. The reason I do so is because the mixture of tragedy and comedy makes each of them darker and lighter by contrast. To exactly. have the hilarious comedy is funnier when it's a when it's mm-hmm. against the the deep contrast of the of the heartbreaking tragedy and vice versa. And I think McDonough does it really well, and Jeff Boehner nails it in this film. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know who Agreed. for, but <laughs> but I don't for think me, it matters who yeah. for. It's for whoever sees it and gets something from it, and that's mm. that's what I love about it. It's it's not designed to be anything but a very personal experience. Mm. That if you can get something from it and it means something to you, yeah, amazing. Yeah, there's a thing about the characters in this movie um, that I picked up on this time, the last time around that I watched it, and it's that everyone is dealing with. Uh, grief or turmoil right at various stages of grief and turmoil right okay so you got adam adam the nerdy guy he's just his relationship okay, just so, ended so i get that one but what's a Eric? decade long relationship has just ended so he's like yeah. fuck that's that's my this is my whole routine that's my whole livelihood yeah. that i'm used to and growing accustomed to out of the window and the reason that it happens is because sh- his partner asks for space <laughs> and he, he can't combat yeah. that by being very attentive that she called Clingy and then that caused a 10-year relationship to end, right? Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. We've been there. I yeah, need yeah. space and then you immediately go overdrive and you're like, no, 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 oh I, can be yeah. the, I can be the support that you need. Okay. So you've got him going through that, right? Yeah. So that's like a decade in the making. You've got... Um, you've got... Greg? Greg, who... Mm. On Mushrooms, realises that nothing can be changed. Mm. He's he's fucked up his relationship because he hired the wrong people for whatever mm. show. He he's having a, a bit of a meltdown because he's like, "There's no time machines. I can't go back in time and make things right. Everything is broken. I'm never going back." The mistakes I've made are always exactly. Made. It's permanent. And yeah. how does how do people combat that? How do they? How are they there for Greg? 
they fucking get a little chant going. Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg, Greg, Greg. 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 <laughs> and then they fucking, it, you've got Ari holding his hand yeah. back to the cabin just to make sure he's all right. It's fucking lovely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Greg's going through that. So that's a much more recent thing, but it's still past tense. Mm-hmm. Ari is dealing with the fact that he's just met someone mm-hmm. that is arguably mm-hmm. perfect for him. Yep. But he has a wife and child at home. He deals with yeah. his situation immediately in the present and you see it play out in the movie i was i was so impressed with the honesty right of the depiction of fidelity that this film has because he's not thank you good at it he's not like oh it's fine whatever he's really sorely tempted and it comes right to the brink and goes slightly over it a number of times but he always pulls it back and goes no I've got responsibilities, and if it weren't for those wobbles, it wouldn't be, yeah. it wouldn't, it wouldn't scan as a as a bit of script writing. If it wasn't Jody mm. on the on the receiving end of that, it wouldn't track either, no. because the te- she never what she understands the temptation, yep. she understands the situation, she acts in the the way that she sees best, which you also see out you see play out in the film, mm. and they deal with that shit in a very adult, very real, very sort of like not understanding fully what it is, not wanting to waste it but then sort of settling on a friendship mm. kind of overstepping the mark but then pulling it back yeah yeah it yeah. has to be that balance between those two be characters balance. and it has, has to, to it has to be an incredibly difficult temptation exactly for for the fidelity to matter and it does yeah and you've got joshy four months in to four months after mm. his fiance has killed herself on his birthday with his belt in their apartment on their front mm. door so he's four months into that, and the parents, he's not yeah. got closure on that, because obviously the parents yeah. didn't let him go to the funeral. They're yeah. still accusing him of being a murderer because they don't believe... They've not got closure on it. Yeah, They're dealing with their grief by pointing the finger at Joshy because they're not willing to accept that their kid was sick in that way, and they didn't see it coming in the slightest. So they feel like mm-hmm. they failed on that aspect. And then you have Eric. Mm. And Eric is the one who is distracting himself all weekend, trying to people-please everyone. He's trying to he's researching shit, he's trying to book shit, he's getting strippers, he's getting hookers, mm-hmm. he's getting drugs, he's getting drink, let's go to the bar, let's do this, let's not sit and play a game because it might mm-hmm. get too real, it might get yeah, we, we might start talking, talking about stuff. Yeah. Let's fucking go out yeah. and do shit. He, when he finally does sit down and get mm-hmm. into the game, which he fucking adores, by the way. <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever yeah. to see this dude who's like, I don't want to play this fucking weekend. Stupid. I don't want to play Mecha yeah. Dungeon Crawl. And then he's just, he's just, he's the dude. He's he, in it. Yeah, when yeah. Jody rocks up, he's like, right, this is the situation. This is where we're at. This is what we need to do. The turtle saurus <laughs> is a real problem saurus for us. Uh, <laughs> he comes to the conclusion that based on how he's lived his weekend and what he's been doing and the choices that he's made, he's been flirting with women all mm-hmm. weekend. He wants to fuck other people that he shouldn't be married. And mm-hmm. he does that whilst playing the video game mid dice throw <laughs> and it is like it's it's the perfect amalgamation of mm. everyone dealing with their own shit at different mm. stages but everyone is relatable and everyone can relate to each other and it's it's a very nice very fucked up very feel good mesh of people yeah. so i have a question okay about this do you think that at a certain point jeff mm-hmm. Boehner was tempted by the possibility of Joshi having actually murdered her. I'm not... I ask you this because okay. there is no 
we see we see her we don't see her death we don't see her suicide we see him go to the gym and then it cuts to him walking in the door and she's dead on the back of the door with his belt she was planning stuff for later in the day she was gonna cook the chicken which as somebody Mm -hmm. who cooks professionally now pissed me off because i'm like you can do a thousand things with chicken what's the chicken anyway all right get off your fucking get off your high chef horse the 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 circumstances of her death i can see why the parents would be suspicious same and there's a moment where are at the very end of the movie ari gets in his car and josh is about to tell him something oh are you saying it and then decides not to you went down that route this didn't even occur to me, you know. I thought that in that moment, when he was trying to talk to Ari, it was going to be a sincere sort of thank you type moment. Yeah. Just for just for being here. Yeah. For actually showing up because of the amount of people that bailed. Whereas you went... That's how I read it too, the first time. But you were high the first time. So when you were sober and cynical, yeah. you went, he's about to tell him that he did murder her and go, lol, I did a murder. <laughs> I'm just. It just comes down to why... <laughs> Why would she? Why would she kill herself if she's got why plans for later in the day? I'm not going to claim to be like any sort of fucking expert onto of course not. why no, anyone no, no. would do this or nor, like. Nor would nor do the, I think we need to be com- for an American comedy. No, of but not. yeah, but it was just that moment where I went, "Do you think maybe at some point he considered it? The pieces were set, and he just doesn't make that move. And I'm glad that that's not a twist." But it yeah, feels like definitely. it feels like you'd only need to add two words of dialogue to have it be one. And I wonder I whether or not in an early draft, it would totally would have done. And I wonder yeah, whether or not the first draft massively. had that in and they went, let's stop just short of that. I'm wondering oh, if when Jeff maybe. sat down for his first draft, that was the... That's a fun thought experiment, but I think I think this would have always intended to be mm. like a... a, a character study on yeah. grief and loss and a fantastic one at that i tell you what little fun tidbit originally chris pratt was set to play joshy oh my god yeah that face summed it up right i did that exact same face i did that exact same face how glad are you that it was tom middleditch oh, the only person that would have made this film better for having chris pratt play them is mm. the ex-fiance just so I could have seen Chris Pratt with a belt around his neck hanging from a door. I thought you were going to say Ari. I was about to agree with you. I want to see... Your fucking dead fiancé, Jesus Christ. Oh, I want to see Chris Pratt dressed up the way that he dressed up Jurassic Park. Just hanging from a door, lifeless. Don't call it Jurassic Park. How Jurassic fucking World, dare you? sorry. Thank you. Don't ever desecrate the sanctity of Jurassic Park with that dog mm-hmm. shit again. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's what I want to see Chris <laughs> Pratt doing. I want to see him fucking Michael Hutchins off a door. I really like Chris Pratt up to a point. Parks and Rec Chris Pratt, I fucking adore. Yeah. Andy, incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, apart from the last season, incredible. Yeah. I, I feel like when he became Arnold Schwarzenegger's son-in-law, shit started to go wrong. Mm. I feel like Arnold Moneyball Ar- he was good in Moneyball he's fucking great in Moneyball but that was before yeah, he was Arnold Schwarzenegger's good. son-in-law and I feel like yeah. Chris Pratt was a lovely lovely man mm-hmm. and Arnold Schwarzenegger is a lovely lovely man but one mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is a being fueled by pure self-belief he's an Austrian okay. immigrant 
who came over penniless to compete in bodybuilding and became the governor of California. There is not a, a doubt. Or more that importantly, he became the Terminator. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris Pratt was wonderful, but based in sort of self-doubt and and you know not being sure of himself and self-deprecation. And I feel when those two fused, you end up with doing magic hands at Velociraptors for too long. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. Oh, You're my boy. Please I know that's Will Ferrell in old school, but it also <laughs> could be a line from Jurassic World. <laughs> I got confused, and someone someone at work's got COVID, and I referred to them as the monkey from Contact. And from Contact, <laughs> realized that I'd confused. Wait, Contact, the Carl Sagan movie <laughs> with Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah, the one that was a Carl Sagan book that yeah. literally takes like three months to read. Yeah. Yeah, I got that confused with Outbreak, starring a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got I got into how much better that Jodie Foster movie about aliens would have been if there'd been a plague monkey running around oh, SETI. Get fucked. That's one of the dude. That's that's oh my days. That's one of the most perfect movies that exists. <laughs> Maybe not, but it's Carl Sagan's novel, yeah, yeah. and I'll defend it until I die. <laughs> I will die on that hill with a telescope um, on top of it. With a telescope on top of it and Jodie Foster meeting her weird space ghost dad. dad. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Whatever the fuck it was. The alien ghost dad in space. Yeah. That sounds like a movie I'd watch, to be fair. (laughs) Alien ghost dad in space? Imagine the sequel. That'd be a fat 10. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be the fattest 10. Speaking of fat 10. What are you going to rate this? Ooh, beat me to the punch. Mm. Um, I can't remember what I rated Life After Beth. So six, was it? I think it was a five. This it is, might have been a four point five. This is an eight and a half. Ooh, I was gonna give it. An, a... I was gonna give it a nine, but nine is saved for really specials. Yeah, I think I I need to be more conservative on my voting because <laughs> every rating I'm just sort of like, yeah, I liked it. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got. I'm trying to make sure that I got very few tens. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do the same. Yeah. So you're going to give this an eight and a half, though? Dude, that is a fucking huge step in the right direction yeah. for me. Pat on the backs all round. It from can only really go wrong from here, mate. I'm not going to lie. The next one probably will. Ooh. I really enjoy it, but I think you're not going to enjoy it for all the reasons that I really enjoy it. I'm okay. <laughs> oh, actually, no. There's a whole angle that I think you're actually going to enjoy. Okay. All right. No, it's fine. Fuck okay. it. I think we're going to love it, but for different reasons. Nice. It's the um, return of John C. Riley. Ooh. No, no I do like mm. John C. Riley. I do, mm. yeah. I put him up there... Um, don't know if you remember when I told you this ages ago, but I think he's kind of like a Brett Gelman. You know, that I watch him through dramatic this. roles. It's a couple of episodes back, this. but yeah. Um, was that earlier, though? That was earlier, that though, That was right? earlier. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I was thinking, what fucking episode was that? Because yeah. that feels fresh. Speaking of episodes, uh, this is all we've got time for. But next week, uh, Ben... I haven't even done my rating yet. Yeah, you have. On. Yeah, you have. What have I rated it? He's fat 10. I didn't rate it a fat 10. <laughs> I said I'm not doing 10s anymore. Well, I mean, rude. Don't censor me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rate this an, an 8. An 8? Less, than, yeah, less no. than me, lower than me. Less than you, yeah. Is that because you know what's coming down the pipe? I know where Boehner goes. Mm. I, I, really, I really like where Boehner goes. Mm. I'm not too sure you do, okay. or you will. Okay, but I I really enjoy it. I'm glad. I'm just glad that I took a step in the right direction. Yeah, no, this, this is. One. I feel this, like I'm getting some cracking. good grounding. This was cracking. Okay. All right, I'm getting some good grounding. Speaking of cracking, what are we doing next week? Well, I thought, seeing as you were having a brain wobble, uh, we mm-hmm. should uh, watch... brain wobble's a nice way of putting it in a fucking blender. If yeah, I yeah. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seeing as you're just lying in your kitchen floor in a in a pool of your own sick and piss and tears, 
There's um, some ice cream in there sometimes. <laughs> five or six pints of Ben and Jerry's in you. Um, yeah. Um, they do vegan stuff now. They do the cookie dough I one thought now. we would watch the not at all affecting uh, documentary by Jonah Hill about his therapist, Stutz. Oh, this is great. In which yeah. Jonah Hill... Super excited about this one. <laughs> yeah. Jonah Hill sits down with his therapist <laughs> and talks about his trauma, his therapist's fatal Parkinson's diagnosis, and it's all shot in black and white and features only people sat in a room. Yeah, dude. So I, I had therapy tonight. This yeah. is why I was feeling a little bit wobbly. So you've taken that information because mm. we talked about this for about 45 minutes before the episode. And you went, do you know what I'm going to do next week? I'm going to put it. back in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but this time I'm going to show you someone who has such confidence mm. and balls to just put his whole vulnerability out there to make an entire movie about a fucking therapy session that he's sitting in. That's insane. There's a reason I haven't watched this film. Mm. I'm desperate to watch it because I think it's going to be mind altering and life changing, all for the great. For no, the best I, I would I would argue you've set your expectations way too high there. It's an interesting film involving some interesting therapeutic techniques that are I've found helpful since I've seen the film. Uh, but it's all right. Also, well, you brought it down a little bit now, so I feel yeah. a bit better about it. Now I don't feel like you're just trying to fucking kidney punch me. No, no, no. no, no <laughs> Put no, no, up lying on the kitchen no, floor, no, no. surrounded with Ben and Jerry's and piss. No, as no, you no. Put I it. did. I did <laughs> drama about a man with father issues dealing with past mistakes. Sure. Now I'm doing uh, a, a documentary about a man with very poor self confidence dealing with a man who's very ill. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see where we go from there, mate. Cool. Can't well, wait. Well, I'm excited for it. Guys, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please go and check us out on our socials, Insta, TikTok. Join the fucking Discord. Um, join the Discord. I've got nothing with it for a while. Well, but come say hello. Come say hello. We'll come join the Discord stuff. and we'll do loads with it. Go yeah, on. We'll do something with it. If you join right now, I'll do something with it. We'll watch a movie. Tell you what we should do. Should we watch a movie? We should give, we should give something away to a random Discord user. So join the Discord and you'll get something free. This always gets expensive because I, I always think, oh, I'll give something cool away. And then it's like a collectible box set thing. <laughs> I, won't give, I won't give the Ice Planet Hoss Star Wars adventure game away that I bought in a charity shop for £4. Because that's yours. It's also missing its... Ex- that is mine. Yeah. It's also missing its exclusive Luke Skywalker speeder figure. But I will Wait, find it's that it's missing the figure? Yeah. I told you that at the time. Give it away. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That was so ungrateful. I'm joking. Thank you so much for getting me that. Join our Discord. Yeah, we'll, do some, we'll do a giveaway. We'll watch a movie. Get some free shit. Um, we love you dearly. Next week, we're what, what's the film called? Next week, Stuts. Stuts. I'm going to go watch it right now. It's going to be it. fantastic. All right. Lots of love. Lots of love. Consume. See you all next week. Goodbye.